Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is a big comic book day today because the Infinity War movie just came out and is currently making all of the money, and this movie is so crazy. I think that we're not going to do just one, but probably two podcasts to this because everybody has wanted to be on this one, and I just can't fit this many people, so we're going to split this into two. We might do this over the course of two weeks. So the first one we're doing right now is our quick hot take Infinity War podcast. We all went and saw it over the weekend. We're just going to say what comes off the top of our dome pieces right now. And then I'm going to go see it again and come back later with another set of people and see if any of my opinions have changed on this movie. That said, we got some great guests lined up for you today. And joining us from the Movie Ruined My Life podcast. What a terrible move went over my words there. Or the Movies Ruined My Life podcast in English. Uh, Brandon Fleet. How's it going, Brandon? I'm Will. How are you, Matt? Not bad. Good to have you back. And joining us as well is his wife, Paula. How's it going, Paula? Making your debut here. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, right. actually, I have done something before. What? And what the am I forgetting? Sports? I'm terrible at this. The sports picks. That's right, you did. God dang it. That was, sorry. The NFL season's such a blur for me, I always forget who comes on. Like People come up and be like, how did I do? I'm like, oh yeah, you did great. <laughs> uh, uh, you heard him laughing there. KB is here. How's it going, Cal? Robosexuality is the reason why the universe is dead. It's a sin. <laughs> Stay away from robosexuality. That's an excellent Futurama reference by you. And rounding out our little pentagram here is Kevin Miller. How's it going, Kevin? Not too bad. I'm here with hot takes so hot they were forged in the core of a dying neutron star. <laughs> well played, sir. And you're coming right off. Like you're you're hot off the presses. Been home for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's you. You just got right out of the theater there. Um. So first off, right off the top, spoiler alerts on Infinity War. Spoilers just coming up the ass. We will be talking about everything on this. So if you have not seen it, the Infinity War. Turn this off now and then come back after you've seen it. Because, like the Infinity War, we don't give a fuck if you haven't seen the other movies. We're just going right it, into it and starting. If, if it right you away. haven't seen Infinity War, what the fuck are you doing listening to this thing? Go <laughs> see it. <laughs> Go see Infinity War, and we'll talk to you in three hours. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, right off the bat, let's go. Like, I'm gonna ask Paula since she's kind of making her semi debut here, as we established earlier. Um, I just, I, who do you think actually won this movie? Let's just get right into it. Of the characters, who do you think won this movie? Anyone that lived (laughs) and didn't (laughs) fade away, basically, which is not very many people. Oh, man. Uh, freaking hell. We did lose a lot of, well, pseudo lost a lot of people in this movie. I obviously think that most of them are coming back. uh, did you know that the second Infinity War movie is going to just start with a Dragon Ball theme song? It's going to wish everybody back to life. God. Um, I, I Coming off, off off the bat for this movie for me, I I really like this movie. I, th- I think it absolutely watched like the year-end version of a comic book series where they're just 
hey, we're flying around from place to place, and here are the Guardians of the Galaxy, and here's, you know, Groot and everybody, and they're doing stuff, and now Thor's here, and it's just like we're starting it off with half the people are dead, and you weren't even prepared to see that happen, and, and it's just, man, they really they really punched you in the face right off the bat. What do you think, Kevin? I was shocked that they killed off Heimdall so quick and Loki so quick and in such a brutal fashion that was just set the tone for we're serious business up in here and it was just it captured you right away and they did a great job of balancing that and then right after going into a little bit of comedy to get you back in and I I just was blown away by the opening scene. That, I, I'm trying to think if the opening scene was actually my favorite sequence because it's so good just starting in Medias Res like that. Um, I don't know. Uh, Brandon, like off the top of your dome, what was your favorite scene in this movie? Uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to go uh, when uh, Heimdall uses his last you know, dying breath to... Frost thing and, and shoot the Hulk down into Sanctum, the New York Sanctum. I, I really liked that moment because it was like an Infinity Gauntlet, like fans in the Sanctum. You know. It was a callback to that. So, you know, those kinds of moments in, in all the Marvel movies are always my favorite because of the fact that they're, they, they're telling us, okay, we know where we came from, but, you know, throw all those creatures out the window. It's a little nod, but it's not the same thing. You know? I just really liked it. I liked it long. I thought it was funny that he just... Yeah, I, I, I really liked the... Uh, I, like, I, I liked that bit. That, that bit was great, because uh, what they did was... They, they they replaced him because like that like that shot of uh, uh, God what's his face who plays the Hulk is Mark Ruffalo Mark Ruffalo crashing through the Sanctum Sanctorum and then having and then sitting there that is a direct shot from the like like that's ripped from the panel except in the original panel I believe it was the Silver Surfer if memory serves me correct it's been a while since I read that one but obviously we don't own the rights to the Silver Surfer but uh, so we go ahead and we use. The Hulk slash Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner to say you need to bring, deliver the big uh, Thanos is coming uh, line. Uh, Kevin Miller again off the top of your dome piece. What was your favorite part of this movie? Uh, one particular like maybe forty five second clip that got me pretty excited was the one on one between Thanos and Doctor Strange, where between having the reality gem and being Doctor Strange, shit just gets bananas for about forty five seconds. There's butterflies and clones and lasers and swords and it just seemed real it just seemed really comic booky and i thought that was really cool god it's so good i like it's it's hard for me to god there's so much going on in this flick it's 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 hard to to, to nail it down to just a few couple of things because i i just i really have to go see this movie again because there, there, there was a lot of stuff that I liked. There are a few, a few things that I didn't like. But uh, like, I thought it was weird that when uh, the couple members of the Black uh, Order and uh, like pro- when when Proxima Midnight and uh, and and her husband were fighting 
Scarlet Witch and Vision, arguably the two most powerful yeah. dudes in the in this current crop of the Avengers, and they were just whooping both their asses, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, there's a shadowy figure that's here to help, and it's all three of the completely, un- like, the, the non-powered guys, yeah. well, Captain America the has punch boys. Stuff. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> the punch boys, who are basically like, we're here to punch people and make it work, and and it did. That, that bit, I had a bit of a problem with, even though Captain America got the super like, by god, that's Captain America's music moment. Ba, ba, like, ba. Yeah, like, Son of a bitch, the hell did he come from? It's just like, it was great, but at that point I was like, eh, that wasn't that great there. I'm like, like Miller said, the Punch Boys, that's a good name for him, showed up. But, uh, My problem with that scene too is, why was Vision such a bitch through the whole movie? That's true. Like, he got destroyed at every, every turn. He was just like, he spent the whole movie beat up. He never really didn't. Like, he shot his Infinity Stone once, and it got deflected, and then he was like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to get stabbed again. It just His character was probably one of the weakest points of the film, in my opinion. It just didn't do anything for me, and he was just kind of, like, sitting there making googly eyes at Scarlet Witch, and just, ugh. I think they would try to explain that away by, like, the, in, instantly, like, it's like, oh, I'm Vision, I've, I've evolved, I'm doing so much better with my powers and so on. Oh, shit, I'm getting feedback from the Infinity Stones. Well, I guess I'm going to be at, you know, 30% for the rest of the movie. I, I guess, <laughs> but when I think evolved robots, I think Ivo's android. Yep, and, <laughs> so, so do I. <laughs> think, thinking Ivo's android and seeing Vision is kind of like night and day. So it kind of really bugged me, but what can you do? That's the direction they decided to go with it. And I mean, not every character in the movie can be hands down crazy awesome, but no, oh, sure. Well. And I do like when, like at the end, when uh, you know Scarlet Witch does show up on the battlefield, and Okoye is like, "Why didn't we have her fighting with us?" <laughs> hey, she's real strong. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. There was, and I mean. That's another CinemaSins moment where they kind of ask them, ask the question we were asking, like, why didn't you have her there first? Like, why didn't you put someone less qualified on the battlefield to guard Vision? And well, the whole point I mean. was to take the Infinity Stone and destroy it the second it's out of his head. So if she's on the field, then you have to call her back, or you have to put the Infinity Stone into the field, which then makes no sense because you're running at. At yeah, them but, with with the very thing that they're looking for. That's the whole point because they open up the one area because the outriders are running are pushing through and they don't want them to come from the rear. That's so. Well, I'm with you. Like the whole, I agree with you completely with Vision, but I don't agree with you with Scarlet Witch because what they're using her for in this universe is 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 a huge. Just is exactly what what she was in this film, which is just a mechanism to make you feel bad for vision and and you know and 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 just draw out that fight sequence I, I don't yeah. Know. yeah i mean but if if i understand that they wanted to bottleneck them but if you have her on the field and it's that much more of an advantage you could win the battle and you not even have to worry because they don't know how long it's going to take to get that infinity stone out why wouldn't you have her in the battle in the first place and then just call her back well but the yeah and that's a huge theme in this movie. That's a big problem is that every time someone's told to kill someone or destroy something, they're weak and then they don't do it. And that's what gets gets Thanos to where he is. Like, you know, Gamora asked to be killed. 
nope, wasn't killed. You know, and now he gets the. Well, you can't really, you can't really put that on Star Lord though. He was gonna do it. He pulled the trigger. If if he, if he he did though, he pulled the trigger. He pulled the trigger, and then too late. You know, well, as soon as Thanos was this, as soon as Thanos was there, it was too late. It wouldn't have mattered when he did it. Right, like he already had the reality stone. It didn't matter when he decided to do it. Like what do you do? But that's the point. It's a theme throughout the film, like you know. So again, it's it's Scarlet Witch and and the rest of the Avengers, to be honest, all failing Vision because Vision was telling them the whole movie, "Hey, just kill me, bro." You know, yeah. this could have been over, uh, you know, forty minutes before this in the film if they would have just killed him when he first asked them to. Which he's not dead anyway. Sure, he did some shit. You know, he's coming back. Like really, that, okay. they took that that last shot was a little too long. Was you it? know, yeah. she did something to the computer, you know, it just, it just, you know, bothered me a little too much. Also was, was, was Proxima Midnight the one actually wielding that, that staff, by the way, even in that sequence? Because it seemed like every time I saw it, it was, it, it was in, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Corvus Glaive, uh, if I remember. Corvus Glaive, yeah, the yeah. husband or whatever. Or, yeah. They seemed, seemed like it was always in his hands. And it's like, that's her blade. That's like the only thing that makes her cool. Yeah. Other than that, she's just like, you know, she looks mean. Thanks. Yeah. Like, mean person. Yeah. The, the... <laughs> Sorry. It totally took you off your point, by the way. No, 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 no that's worries. fine. I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> uh, I, I just, like, there were a lot of, like, the Wakanda sequence, as much as I loved it, and I don't, we'll, we'll get into audience reactions later, because I don't know if you guys had a theater that was as lively as mine, but uh, I, I had a lot of moments where people were outright either crying or cheering or whatever, la- like laughing super hard at what was going on on the screen. One for me was when Wakanda showed up, everybody just seemingly lost their shit, myself included, where I was just like, woo, Wakanda forever, bitches! And, uh, like, but... That whole fight sequence, as great as it was, there were a shitload of tactical errors that were going on in that in that bit. Where they're like, open the thing. They're like, open the thing. They're running around the other side, and I'm like, yeah, they're very slowly running around to the other side. <laughs> it was like, eh, I don't think you know, like a lot of tactical errors in that. But whatever, you got. Can't the outriders go um, like invisible anyway? Pretty much. Yeah. And or they- or can't they? they be like uh they obscure themselves from the naked eye so that you know what, what did that really prove not that they knew what they were but yeah i mean they were really what do you call it like uh i mean they never really established that the outriders could do anything other than be mean animal dog-like creatures so i i don't yeah. know because like they were like suicide running through the they did, that was another thing with the like oh we're running through the the force field really quickly and it's like well how is that actually helping sort of thing but it's like again movie science baby it's just like <laughs> here we go I, I think it's just a kamikaze tactic like because she says like we we have the bodies the to waste or however the, yeah. the blood to spare That's yeah so <laughs> they just they just keep throwing them it doesn't matter to them you know i wish that i would like that idea that was her big moment too, where she's like, "I've got to really nail this. We have blood to spare line. <laughs> this is like, the one, <laughs> this is the one cool I line like, I get in this movie." Right? Like, I did like that scene where like Steve and, and uh, ScarJo walk up and they're like, "All right, let's have a good clean fight." <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, Do we have any bipartisan buttons? Like, no, that was. Yeah, it was a little bit like that. It's like, did they surrender? No, they did not. Um, God. Uh, Let's start with Paula. Who's your Who's your favorite person in this movie? Like every time, every time they were on screen, you were just 
super excited and, and didn't want them to go away. Oh, okay. So my favorite out of all of them is Doctor Strange, but oddly enough, he wasn't my favorite in this movie. I really loved Spider-Man's role. Just thought it was really sweet how you know he's he's a kid and how he's being protected and he's um he gets on the ship and he's not supposed to be on the ship and even just the beginning sequence when he's go, you know when he asks uh, Tony Stark uh, what what's going on he's like oh you have to chase a wizard with a necklace or you know a robot from space or whatever's trying to, he explains it in a really <laughs> He was really fun to watch because it was just like he felt out of place in a way, but he's supposed to be there. It was I awesome. I like how fast he grasped that, too. <laughs> There's a space robot after a necklace on a wizard hat. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, totally got oh, it. Let's that's, go. that's the wizard. Get him, you know. That that was the best. And he, he was just kind of a, a sweet kid in a way in the whole movie. Um, everyone else, you expected a lot from them. But with him there, he just you were almost worried about him. So he was fun to watch. I really enjoyed that bit when he was on the bus at the beginning and he turned to he turned to his buddy whose name is escaping me right now and was like, you know, yeah. cause a distraction. He just goes, he makes a very, like, exactly what everybody would do in that scenario, which is go, holy shit, and then stare. We're all going to die. Yeah, it's like, it's, oh, God, I thought you that get was... That good, good Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. Thought, Never seen a spaceship before. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. And one of the, the, the most, I would say unexpected duos it, and this goes back to marvel comics in general whenever they get together it seems to be a fun time and you wouldn't expect it just looking at these two on paper is doctor strange and spider-man like anytime those two get together in the comics it's always a delight and it was in this movie too where oh totally at the, yeah at the end when they're fighting thanos and he's like going <laughs> going through his like weird portals and, and punching thanos and going like you know magic punch Magic, magic with a kick and stuff like that. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's brilliant. That's that's Spider-Man to me. Like that, that's really nailing that character where he's he's just going like, magic with a kick might have been my favorite line in the entire movie. Other than when Thanos or Thor said that he took Groot as an elective in school. <laughs> yeah, in Asgard school. That was brilliant. Oh god. Uh, how about you, Brandon? Who was your favorite uh, favorite one in this this movie? Ah, uh, you know, to be honest, I thought I thought Thor. I thought, you know, uh, he. I just love where that character is going. A lot of screen. I time. really do. Yeah, he's he's fucking awesome. You know, I love when they come. He finally gets Stormbreaker. He comes down. He's like, "This is my yeah. friend. He's a tree." <laughs> and uh, and then you know, I am Groot, and then I am Steve Rogers. I love that whole exchange. It's perfect. Uh, you know, it. Uh, so I, everything. It seemed like everything that Hemsworth did, he he bought into, and the humor was there. The that was there with Ragnarok, which I was a little worried about because he had done that interview where he said, "I, you know, that that they made me go back a little, uh, you know, take a few steps back on the character. He wasn't very happy with it, but yeah. it, that I didn't feel that at all. Maybe that would, maybe he was he was misdirecting. Yeah, that's true. There was a lot of, and yeah, you bringing that up. There was a lot of the 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 Chris Evanses and the Robert Downey Juniors and the and the Chris Hemsworth of the world. They were putting in like WWE style works." in interviews and whatnot where they were just like intentionally lying and misdirecting for yeah. for this flick. I thought I thought that was special. That's well, why I... if if you look at some of the interviews on Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the actors were given fake scripts to read. Oh yeah. Where Paul they would make up get a script. Yeah, you know, yeah, he didn't even get one. But I think uh, who was it? Uh, Paul Batani, the guy who plays Vision, was talking about how he got 
a fake script and read the whole thing was like, well, this doesn't make sense. This movie seems like garbage. And then they, oh, oh you, uh, you read the fake script. Here, here's the iPad with the real script. And it's like, okay. And he read it. He's like, that's a fake. Th- that's the same ending. That's garbage. He's like, oh, we, sorry, you got another fake script. So apparently, according to the cast, there was two or three fake scripts going around. So no one knew exactly what was what or what was actually going to go in to try and keep the public from getting it leaked or yeah. figuring it out, which I think this is actually a really good idea. This is one that I think that they might have filmed like a reality show where it's like, hey, we're going to film like every possible ending to this movie and one of them will be real, but we're not telling you which. <laughs> like, uh, like I, I wonder if like this might be a good one to pick up on DVD because there's be like a ton of deleted scenes, like alternate timeline sort of things. Just everyone disappearing? Just everyone's disappearing scene at the end? Yeah, yeah that's well, like, could... I, need a, I will remember you as we see every cast member to the best. Well, as Doctor Strange said, there is 14 million and six different endings, so. Mm-hmm. There was a... That's what cost all that money, the 380 million dollars. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there were a few scenes in trailers that got cut, too, because I know that there was that really cool shot of, like, it, it was like, who it was Scarlet Witch, Captain America, and Black Panther are front and center, and they're you know running full tilt, but they're also like weaving uh, through yeah. trees and shit like the, that. The, and the Hulk is behind them. Yeah, and the Hulk is behind them, and none of that was <laughs> that wasn't even close to being in the flag. I don't think they were like they were in the trees till the very end of the movie when Thanos did. And my God, I can't believe they put this in the movie. But the fucking the, snap, the finger snap. Oh God, I couldn't like when that was in there. I was like, like honestly. When when Thor dug Stormbreaker, which correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon, but isn't that Beta Ray Bills? Uh, Beta Ray Bills, yeah, yeah. That's Beta Ray Bills thing. Like I was trying to remember, I wasn't 100 percent certain on that when I was watching. Yeah, it. you're I'm right. Like, yeah, all right. And uh, when he buried it into his chest, I was like, "That, oh, come on, that's not how it ends, right?" <laughs> like they actually <laughs> they actually got me. Like I wasn't buying any of the other stuff. Like earlier when Gamora stabbed him in the neck, I'm like, "He's already got the reality gem, yeah. and whatnot." And it's I, all not real. I leaned at that point. I leaned over to my girlfriend. I did the, like the dust hands off motion. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, that was all it took. One stab. Real good forty five minute and, movie. <laughs> and then he and Thanos delivered one of the best lines in the. In the movie, you should have went for the head, and then yeah. right after with the ah, oh. and in the collect- that was beautiful. I wanna I wanna make two thing I wanna make two things about that collector scene. One, did you catch Tobias Funke in that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was goddamn excellent. Good, uh, good on the Russo brothers for that one. And the other one, um, was that a was that a snatch reference that or when uh, Thanos is stepping on Benicio del Toro, going where's the stone, or am I reading way too much into that? Yeah, that's actually pretty good. I like that. I, I don't I know just, if that's I, legit, but I yeah. Was that's... That, yeah, I was like, ooh, is that a Snatch reference? Because he said it like three times, right? Where he goes, where's the stone? And I was just like, oh, Did he raise God. his voice to the last one? Where is the stone? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I just hope. I don't know. I might be re- That might be me reading too much into it, but I'm going to go with it. I, th- I feel like that was a, that was a moment there. Um, I wouldn't put it by them. Yeah. You know what? I actually have to retract. And... <laughs> The, here's I actually watched it with. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. This is this is. Sorry. We yeah, go ahead. Watch this movie, and um, yeah, it, like Brandon was really excited. And we were watching stuff, it, reading, during it. I mean, it, 
intense. And there were people like on. And at one point, I was getting annoyed because in front of me uh, had his rear lights on. And I just look at them. These guys' lights are really buggy. And then I look back at the screen and I hear our, our door slam. I see him walking up to the guy and like tapping on his window. I'm like, oh my God, what is he going to do? He freaked out on people three times during this movie because they were being just basically jerks, leaving their lights on, turning on their headlights, driving around. He haunted a little girl because she uh, was getting dropped off apparently for the washroom in front of us. <laughs> terrified. I've never seen a child run so fast. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. I haven't okay. been. Sorry. Sorry, I gotta hijack this. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the the first thing Paula said, "Wow, that's really annoying." So I got out, and yes, admittedly, I really gave that guy the crazy eyes and was like, <laughs> "Roll down the window," and I was swearing probably more than I had to be. So no problem there. Um, yeah. Well, they were they were in a they weren't in a spot. They were just parked beside the building. Anyway, moving along. The the um. When you guys, it, well, Matt definitely knows my love for Idris Elba. And yeah. right when Heimdall's kicking it, um, Paula hits the AM-FM button on the radio. <laughs> and I really lose my mind. I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> and and the, the little girl that she's alluding to, um, this guy pulls up in a pickup truck in front of our car right when um, Peter is dissipating oh, and that was gut I, can see it. I can see over the the cab of the um the truck but the uh paula can't and she's looking at me like what's going on so i just start laying on my horn over and over again and then once the interior lights came on of course i realized it was an entire family that decided to drive to the bathroom in the middle of a film instead of just walking over like humans do oh, so you know, and the guy wasn't parked far away to begin with, but in any case, so, well, I do feel a little bit bad, because the little girl did jump as the dad who sped away like Mario Andretti, you know, he was, yeah, he totally just took off on her, because I was honk. so, you know, it's... I, I, I have I, to disagree there, real human beings wouldn't have drove or walked to the bathroom, they just would have peed outside because it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sand underneath your car. <laughs> no, and and P- Peter Parker is disappearing before your eyes. <laughs> oh god, that's hilarious! Flipping, that was a, like just Peter Parker disappearing before our eyes. That was the one where I kind of felt like, as gut wrenching as it was, him going like to you know I don't want to go anywhere, Mister Stark. That was pretty brutal. Yeah, uh, I that was so bad. Yeah, so bad. I that was the one where I kind of felt like they overplayed their hand a little bit. Where I was like, okay, you know, Drax and Mantis are disappearing into the yeah. into the abyss. I'm like, okay, you know, oh, there goes Groot. You know, fans aren't gonna like that. It's like, oh, Doctor Strange, but he's magic, you know, stuff. But Bucky, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Bucky, that kind of upsets because they really should do the episode. Or they really should do the movie where him and Captain America finally just have sex and get it over with. Yeah, and, <laughs> and at least you, make out of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at least kiss. They should have kissed in this movie. It was ridiculous. And it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> But, like, and then Peter Parker starts leaving. I'm like, okay, well, now I don't believe that none of them are going to stay dead, right? Because it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, there's no way. It's, it's freaking Spider-Man. They just got him back. You done overplayed your hand, 
Russo brothers, and I was just like, <laughs> and not, Black Panther. Yeah, Black. Yeah, T'Challa too. That was the only one where I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Like he just got <laughs> here, <laughs> yeah, well, sir. Yeah. Well, they they screwed it up because they killed off both potential replacements for Cap. And 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 Black Panther being the cash cow that he is, like there's no way T'Challa is not coming back, you know. So I I absolutely am totally with you. Are you going to talk about, by the way, Matt? What, what you messaged me about earlier? Are we going to have a, a like a discussion on on this sort of stuff later on? Because then I'll just stop talking now. Absolutely. But yeah, we have I think that discussion you... right now, if you want, like I'm I'm okay with that, and I'll throw it out right now. Uh, KB, I was talking about this with Brandon, and this like I hope you're sitting down for this one, but. I was just wondering, I, I posited to Brandon and a few other people on Twitter earlier today, what if everybody who got blinked in that last scene, are you ready for it? Secret, uh, Secret Wars. Like, Matt, they, I don't think that they're going to waste the idea yet. I, it's, I don't see it. I don't see, no. I because you, we know, you know, they're all, you know, they're all coming back in the next movie. It's it's almost if they don't, which I don't see why they wouldn't. It's ne- the very next movie, halfway through, they're all gonna be back. So probably the only people that are actually dead dead are Loki and Heimdall. Because I don't like I don't even think Gamora's actually dead. Because yeah. So. But, but I'm just saying, all I'm all I'm throwing out there is everybody who got blinked by by Thanos, you could do a movie where that takes place on some sort of like I don't know alternate timeline or or at the same time or whatever that they're all just doing the Secret Wars and we get introduced to the Beyonder and you got Doctor Strange, Spider Man, Bucky, etc. etc. Going through the Secret Wars on whatever planet you happen to be on. I don't know. But it would only work for me. Like I would only be emotionally invested if they don't bring them all back the next movie. If they let this go and they bring it, like they build up Fantastic Four and so forth. And what they do is they essentially make a like a real, uh, you know, multiverse where you start to see, you know, T'Challa is living in another. Uh, you know, not on Earth 616, and, and Peter is, maybe he meets Miles, or something like that, you know what I mean? And and have them there, and then have Battleworld be the mechanism that brings them all back, as well as the Fantastic Four, as well as X-Men, all of that, like, that would work for me. But if it's just next movie, it's just such a waste, because there's, there's so many characters that you're going to get your hands on in one year, if you just, like, shut up and make a movie, you know? But... Uh, you know, if it was alternate dimensions, totally. If it's if it's one movie and, and they're back, I, I'm not down. But I like the idea. It it does seem weird to me that <laughs> we we ended this with with Thanos does the goddamn snap and it's freaking awesome and we lose half the people and they're gone, ish. And then it's like, all right, get ready for Ant-Man in two months. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Stuff's shrinking again. <laughs> it's just like, ooh. Yeah, I can't wait to see where that falls on the timeline. Oh, Hank Pym got raptured. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we know that because uh, Captain Marvel, who got the big tease in the uh, 
preview, which we can talk about that in a second. But uh, we know that that movie's going to be like a pseudo prequel, right? Because I think they're saying yeah. her origin 90s, story yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, they're, right? they're taking place in the 90s, and yeah. Asian Coulson's going to be back in the mix. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be hearing a lot of uh, you know a lot of Backstreet Boys, a lot of this, a lot, a lot of boy bandy type music on the soundtrack for that one, I think. Sure. And uh, yeah, it'll well, be all right. Almost had an Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. God, garbage. Uh, uh, I wonder if those guys got blinked. If, I wonder. Uh, my only regret for this movie is that Thanos didn't blink Jessica Jones season two out of existence. I was gonna say, <laughs> like you know, like the next season of uh, Luke Cage comes out in two months too, right? Yeah, jeez. Big empty frames. Ah, yeah. we troll. This is a fake season. <laughs> now we can talk about Captain Marvel. I gotta tell you, I, I for when they did the Captain Marvel thing, for about half a second. <laughs> I thought that they were going to put the... I thought this was how, again, alluding to like the fake scripts and whatnot, I thought this was how Disney was going to announce, hey, we got the rights, we just haven't told you anybody. Because I thought it was uh, like... I thought it was going to be... I thought it was going to be a red circle with a red X through it. <laughs> that, that was going to be the symbol <laughs> that shows up, and it was going to be like, oh my god, Professor X is going to kill Thanos with his mind. It's going to be so good. And then, but Matt, I thought it was going to be Quasar. Did you know you who's gonna wield the ultimate nullifier in That'd the sequel? Right. Oh, wow. Like that's what that's, that's what we right need there. here. We need Galactus to give Quasar yeah. the ultimate nullifier. It's the only way to stop this. It certainly. That's it that's how we bring the 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 masses into this film with star power like that. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. It certainly seems like the people who are gonna lead the we're gonna go and stop Thanos campaign. It's it really seems like it's gonna be Captain Marvel, and then they did send up. Uh, Adam Warlock at the end of uh, the Last Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So they could, they could always wake him up from that weird pod and be like, "All right, let's get some guys that just don't have super steroids to fight the, you know, grimace," which was a great line. The punch boys. In the world, in the words of Devin from my show, I just don't think that they were quite ready for Marvel's Jesus yet. It's true. You know, well, yeah, like, that's we, a very good point. <laughs> we need a few more, like a few more movies. You need some time, like. This isn't Jim Starling's Infinity War or Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity Crusade or whatever the hell the the bad one was called. Like this or Thanos Quest or any of that. Like this is this is closer <laughs> to Infinity, like you were talking about earlier, right? Like it, it's it's a different movie, and like I, nobody nobody knows how you know. Like let's get Pip the Troll and Adam War. Like no one gives a fuck. You know, like we gotta slowly bring people in, and and Guardians is the right way to do that. You could you could really out like look at what the Guardians are now. Who, how many people did you speak to about Drax the Destroyer on a regular basis? No, yeah. You know, before <laughs> those films. You know, I think that's the perfect way to do it with with him with Adam because he can be serious. He can be a straight man, and then and they can just riddle him with with you know sarcasm while yeah. he's Jesus. Based on based on the order, it does seem because like Ant Man and the Wasp is up next, and then the beginning of tw- uh, 2019 will be the Captain Marvel movie, and then the next one, according to IMDb, is the Avengers film, which you know they'll call Avengers, you know Infinity whatever, and that'll be like the weird kind of kind of sequel to it, and uh, Infinity so, yeah. War Z, Infinity whatever. Yeah, Infinity whatever. So, uh, so that yeah, you're probably right. We probably got like three more flicks before. So yeah, you're probably right. It'll probably be Captain Marvel kind of assembling the team, and then if if I had to guess, I would say 
Tony Stark does the soul for a soul thing. Like, somebody's sacrificing themselves to bring everybody back, right? Like, somebody has to be dead dead when this is all over. Otherwise, what the hell was it all for, right? Well, apparently, Chris Evans has only signed contracts for that movie. So. Yeah, don't fall for the word. Don't fall for the words, Miller. Just don't. That's, yeah. Oh, no, sir. Sir, I'm just saying. <laughs> People have been calling for him to retire from that role for a while. Why? So we can direct crappy, crappy Indian No, movies? no, no. Not specifically Chris Evans, but, I mean, every single movie, it's the who's going to be replacing Captain in the future. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Captain America, the first Avenger. Who's going to replace him? Well, who's the Just second Avenger? Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so true. That's so weird. Um, KB, favorite sequence? <laughs> every sequence is Spider-Man. Okay. I, uh, you're I, such a Spider-Man, Mark. <laughs> I I liked most of the movie. I liked Thor as well. Uh, but when Spider-Man is catching everyone from falling, he's like, "I got you. I'm sorry. I forget your name." Like, and every everything, everything, everything he says, his mannerisms, everything he does, and just how silly he is in the face of impending doom. It's just. Uh, it's just awesome. I mean, I, I was, I'm a huge Guardians fan, but they just were annoying in this film to me. Yeah, Star Lord took a hit in this. Out of everybody yeah. in the film, I think Star Wolf, I think Star Lord came off looking the worst out of yeah, out of, out of everybody. His st- like, if you were to, if you were to do like, like if you were to treat all the characters in this movie like a stock, I think that like, I think Star Lord's took the biggest hit. Like, yes. It, it rockets went up quite a bit, though, I think. Yeah, rockets went up. Uh... So if you don't mind me making a sake from that, actually, I was a little disappointed in Captain America, who just showed up and had a couple, you know, courageous one-liners and was, you know, Punch Boy Prime. Yeah. I, I expect more out of my Captain America. <laughs> yeah, you expected him to have that noble moment with Thanos, didn't you? Not just grab his glove. Like You expected them to have an exchange, you know? They, you're talking about one of the Earth's that, mightiest that, warriors, that you know, down. like just something. Just give me a few words. Like, you know, as long as there's a, a you know, a, a light shining in the sky, we will fight you. Like something. Give me something, you know, like, you know, stay alert, stay safe. Like anything. I don't <laughs> care. But just give me something. As no, far as yeah, grab, like you're fucking holding hands, like this is what we get, you know. It's only you can prevent forest fires. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you you <laughs> cause so many forest fires. <laughs> it's body oh. break featuring Captain America. God, uh, yeah, it, you know what? Dave? He didn't really. I mean, he got the big uh, wrestling entrance like we had earlier. Yeah, there, and then... there was that, but I expected. I mean, that was the that was the first act, you know. True, but even then, again, that didn't make sense because friggin' Proxima Midnight, who again is a space warrior, was like getting kicked around by like friggin' Scarlet Witch. Like I was honestly hoping that Scarlet Witch would go to try to do that weird leg scissors thing that she does to everybody. Yeah, yeah, and then jump Stan- on the back. Yeah, to try to do that to Thanos, and then Thanos actually throws her into the sun was, like, something that I was hoping would happen. Like, this is a guy who actually threw a moon at Tony Stark in the movie, and I was like, yeah, go do that weird leg head scissors thing. <laughs> like, Although that was a cool sequence when all of the, the ladies got to fight uh, Proximal Midnight when, when oh, was, yeah. Yeah, Scarlet Witch and... Uh, yeah, my girlfriend started singing "Girls Do It For Themselves" on her birthday. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, God. I I I laughed my ass off when when Proxima Midnight got run over. Yeah, Both Paul and I good. lost it. 
<laughs> the blue blood was like everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's like great. That. Yeah, that was good. Ah, oh, that was a great moment. Uh, uh, I enjoyed the scene as well in that battle where Rocket asks uh, Bucky how much for his gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then how arm. much for the how much for the arm? Yeah. I'm gonna get that arm. <laughs> Well, yeah, and Rocket just happened, I mean, it was for, you know, CG convenience and all that, but he just happened to have a spare eyeball flying around, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, it Kev- was super distracting seeing Thor with two different colored eyes for the rest of the movie, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Didn't he steal somebody's eye in, like, in the second one? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think. Yeah, he it, takes some guy's eyes, like, and I need that guy's eye, and then Quill's like, "No, no, you don't need the eye. Yes, I do. Give me the eye. It's in the first one before the, the fight sequence that the Nova Corps join in on." Oh yeah, yeah, right. that's the joke. Right. He doesn't take it. Yeah. I could remember if Groot, maybe Groot got hit like Yondu, someone's eye in the second one though. Maybe. Because remember he keeps like going to the cruise quarters and stealing something else, and it's he like, no, not that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's bad. I really like the patch though, because that's that's like a sign of nobility. I and admittedly, I didn't read a lot of Thor comics, but I I do know that like Odin wore the patch not because he couldn't see, but because it was like mm-hmm. it had something to do with like being king, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't remember. I when he put the eye back in, I I did think that was shit. A little... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I get it. I mean, you don't want to be covering up uh, Chris Hemsworth's beautiful baby blue. Oh come on, he's a sexy pirate. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Very good point. He's a pirate, and he. If obviously... we're not getting X Men, yeah. right, in space, yeah, you need to get sexy space pirates somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, you and well, I were kindred spirits, my friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um. <laughs> I just I really yeah I I didn't like it when they gave him his eye back but I I I was like all right I I get it you don't want to have him wearing this eye patch during all these crazy scenes where he's with Peter Dinklage which was awesome by the way Peter Dinklage yeah. finally the tallest man <laughs> in the room yeah <laughs> and yet still playing a dwarf yeah <laughs> I thought that was great he's like we the dwarves who are apparently eight feet tall in the Marvel universe yeah that was that was brilliant I enjoyed yeah. that part as well yeah that was, that was a great bit um. All right, we haven't talked a lot about Thanos. Let's talk, let's 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 get it out there. Let's talk about where flipping Josh Brolin was it Josh or James? I always get these two. Confused. Josh. Josh Brolin, right? Josh Brolin. Let's let's talk about where he ranks all time on Marvel Cinematic Universe villains and probably all time in comic book movie villains. Because I mean, they really. A lot of screen time. A lot of screen time. Probably the most. Do you think Thanos got the most screen time? It's like him yeah, and Thor. Yeah, it's his movie, totally. It really is yeah. his movie. And from a certain point of view, it, it he is the protagonist of this film, is he not? <laughs> like, mm. just, well, from, from his point of view, certainly. Yeah, just like, well, uh, obviously the mark of a good villain is that he thinks he's the, the good guy, ultimately, right? Yeah. Um, and Thanos has been the good guy before. Like in Infinity yeah. War, he's a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's part of the Infinity Watch. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the Earth heroes all, all are freaking out, but you know, like Adam Warlock knows what's going on and so yep. forth. Like, you know, if you're if we're talking about the, the namesake of the film, which I realize has nothing to do with the film at all, but still uh, you know, he has been um a protagonist, like an anti hero many a times. Even now. 
he I th- I thought he was really good in this movie. Every every time he was on the screen, the movie popped. I thought there there, there he had wasn't... some. Go he ahead. had some really really good lines, like when they go at him for a, a long time and he gets that scratch on his face and he's all that for a drop of blood. Mm-hmm. And oh, then how he how he's explaining what he sacrificed and then. The scene where he sacrifices Gamora, he actually shows that he actually did love her, and in his own twisted way, he really does feel like he's doing the right thing. So, all in all, I enjoyed him as a character. The CG was a bit eh, but what can you do? Only so much money. Yeah, it's super expensive. You can't get it right every time, but for the most part, it looked pretty damn damn good. I'm not going to fault them for that, but I just... I mean, he had all the best... It was a classic thing of the bad guy gets all the best lines, right? He easily had all the best lines in this film. I thought, like, a lot of people liked that Gamora scene on... Uh, where the Red Skull showed up, which was fucking random. Uh, <laughs> I like the Red Skull coming back, though. Might as well use up his contract. When I saw that, that I wasn't thought even Hugo Weaving, was though. there. They changed the actor. It wasn't even him. Yeah, it wasn't even Hugo Weaving. It was somebody he else. He was doing a Hugo Weaving impression. Oh, he absolutely Russ, was. Yeah. Russ Marquand. Yeah. Markan, Markwan, Markand. It's not his name. It doesn't matter what his name is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> oh, well, you know, you, you got to forgive me on the not recognizing Hugo Weaving because I was at the oh, drive-in with people turning their lights on and off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, you know, I, I then I, I take a step back on my he has another film on his contract. But, you know, I I, I love the idea of, of the Red Skull making a reappearance, but it. Mm-hmm. it I want him to come face to face with Cap again, oh, just yeah. one more time before, you know, before Steve goes. However, he's gonna go. I think that would be a nice, nice cap off to the series, and uh, you know, but whatever, because it is the best trilogy in in the Marvel universe. The Captain America trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is, I think is I, there or do the is there another official trilogy? Oh, I guess isn't this the third yeah. Avengers? Uh, yeah, but it's the first part of the yeah. third Avengers. So. True. Yeah, it's very. You don't true. even know if this movie's gonna be. I think good. the the yeah. only other trilogy would be Thor. There's there's and Iron oh, Man. Yeah. And I, oh, well, yeah, Robert right. Downey Jr. Man, yeah, one, Robert right. Downey Jr. Yeah, two, Robert Downey Jr. three. Yeah, you're right. I was way off. Jeez, get it. Get, get your shit together, man. There's so many movies to drag <laughs> Dave would the other day. Dave Freiberger, who's probably gonna be on next week's yeah, uh, yeah. Infinity War Redux podcast. He was asking me today. How many of the uh, Infinity Stones actually, in, in you know, in the plot line of this movie, showed up on Earth? And I was like, and I was like, oh, I think just the one, the like the Time Stone. weren't weren't the rest of them brought? And he goes, no, I think uh, the Aether was. And I'm like, oh god, I only watched Thor: The Dark World once. So like, <laughs> yeah, but they took it to the collector. That's the one that he had. Yeah, but, but I but like I briefly. Yeah, I couldn't remember if, like, the Dark Elves brought it or if it was already on Earth. And, like, the Tesseract was on Earth because, like, the, didn't the didn't the Red Skull find it, like, in the Atlantic Ocean or some nonsense? And then he was like... Yeah, because yeah. that was their, like, way of melding the Cosmic Cubes in, too, right. which yeah. they should have used as a separate thing because mm-hmm. now they've kind of spoiled it. Well, I don't think they knew it was going to be this big <laughs> at that yeah. point when they were doing Captain America First Avenger. I think they were just kind of like, these are fun. We're 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 fun. And there's then, certainly oh, not going to be 15 more of these. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there can always be more cosmic cubes, I suppose. They just it's true. It's a comic book movie. You can always make crap up. Uh, yeah. 
living tribunal, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Whatever. The, beyond, the Beyonder, and uh, like, as your good friend Devin put, like, comic book Jesus is still yet to be introduced. He hasn't been yeah. taken out of his pod just yet, so there's mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. there's stuff to be had. Um, what did we make of the... I want to get your opinion on this first, KB. Uh, what did you make about how the, the, the Soul Stone was portrayed in this particular flick? A lot of speculation uh, on where's the soul stone going to be? Is it in Wakanda? Who knows? <laughs> uh, I didn't mind a soul for a soul. It, it was, you know, you had to give some character development to the only character in the movie who hadn't been developed yet. So using the soul stone to do that, I think, is a decent idea. I didn't expect them to go, like, into much detail at all of any of the stones because there just wasn't any goddamn time. So I didn't mind it. Miller, let me give you the full list here, and then I want you to tell me how many of them do you think will actually still be dead when that infinite when Avengers four comes out in twenty nineteen. Here's the full list: Gamora, Heimdall, uh. Loki, Black Panther, Falcon, Vision, Bucky, Star Lord, Mantis, Drax, Groot. Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange, and your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Okay. Um, anyone who didn't die from uh, Finger Snap uh, will stay dead. Okay, uh, that so, includes Vision. So Heimdall, uh, Loki, Gamora, and Vision, you're saying, are gone. I'm saying Vision is gone unless Shuri did like a backup and it was just that easy for her to do. Um, <laughs> and, and other than that, everyone else, basically. Yeah. Because... God, like, people have to stay dead, right? Like, they can't... People who die mundanely without yeah. having the universe changed on a whim. Like, people who die because of that are staying dead. It's just, this to me would be the the, the biggest thing, because obviously they're not, like, getting rid of Spider-Man is obviously just dumb, not only story-wise, but also... Just, yeah, just throw your money away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just bankroll-wise, right? It just doesn't make sense whatsoever. Um... Yeah, but, like, there has to be... Because this has been my biggest problem with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that no one ever dies and there there are no stakes. So to do this big world-shattering event and then not have at least some of them bite the dust... Yeah. It, it's... That would be But corny. Tony's got to play a big role, so he's probably going to... Yeah, because my... Yeah, the, the big theory that I think is going to happen is they're going to do, like... like the soul Something science Yeah, well, I don't even think science I think the Soul Stone will go, like, you know... Because, uh, what was it? Doctor Strange did the thing where he's like, you know, I, I analyzed 14 million different combinations, and so they're like, how many times did we win? And like, oh, one. And then, and then he gave up the time stone willingly, and then looked at Stark and said, "Trust me, it's the only way." Right before he disappeared. Yeah. Figuring that like, Tony Stark. That's because Robert Downey Jr. didn't get enough lines in this movie. Yeah, true. <laughs> and Stark will go. Uh, Stark will end up being the one who who sacrifices himself I think or at least that's the way they're setting it up maybe I'm getting worked WWE style again but it certainly looks like you know the you know the soul stone will like talk to Tony and say like you know you can save everybody but at the cost of your own life and he'll be like we'll do it anyway and then you know he'll save everybody and then there'll be like a big Tony Stark statue or a big Tony Stark funeral and it'll be like this time Robert Downey Jr. is gone for yeah there's there's that line that Thanos had as well as like uh, I hope they remember you. Yeah. So that leads to that as well. Mm-hmm. 
It's just when they were doing the thing, the, the Spider-Man thing. Like, and I mentioned it earlier. When 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 Peter Parker started disappearing, I turned into Batman in that one episode of the Justice League where everybody thought uh, Superman was dead. I don't know if you ever saw uh, that. Like, I'm going real deep cuts here, but there, there's the episode of the Justice League where everybody thinks Superman's dead because you know, big explosion, he must be dead, and they're holding like funerals and the world's in mourning. Yeah, and for... he's in another dimension. Yeah, and he and and the only one who doesn't believe it is, of course, the Batman, and and you know, people are coming up to him and they're like, "We're going to the funeral. Are you coming?" And he's like, "No." Nope. <laughs> like, why? Because he's, <laughs> yeah. he's not dead. <laughs> and then he just like, that's what I. That's felt a great like. episode. Yeah, that's yeah, what I felt Batman like. Goes straight into bargaining and decides, "Nope, I have to make." There's not true. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh man, I, I... truly the most emotional of all of us. <laughs> it's just like, no, come on, ridiculous. Again, it was, goes back to the whole overplaying Spider-Man thing. Now, Brandon, do you think they're gonna do Lady Death in in the second one? No, they don't need to. They've changed his, his Thanos motives altogether. Oh God, I hate, you know. hate it so. I hated that so much in the comic books. I really, <clears throat> yeah, hated I that didn't in the care. Comic books. You know, I really didn't. I understood that, like, you know, okay, he's died. He's he, he's devoted to something, and in this case, it's sort of love. I get all of that, but he's always such a calculated character. You know, all these exchanges that he has with people like Adam Warlock and. You know, um, all the, you know, Eternals and this sort of thing. He's always, he never enters a situation without having, you know, every option covered. And and so as much as it is a very real thing to make a man or an entity like that susceptible to, you know, the concept of love, I think it it lessens the value of the relationship with him and Gamora if they then step take us that they've created in this film if they then you know take a step back and you know find him in love with Lady Death this kind of thing I I like the idea of him just going on off to his farm I wonder if he'll have the the scarecrow with his uniform on it in the next one you know <laughs> yeah that was good I don't know if they'll go quite that far but that that would be funny I just I always felt that. Whenever his big thing was like, I'm gonna conquer the galaxy so I can press Lady Death. So like, there's like when he did the finger snap, and then he was in like you know whatever plane of existence where he was standing on water in a very Jesus-like motif, and then there was like the shadowy figure off in the distance. I was like, oh Christ, please don't let that be Lady Death. And then it was ended up being like the child uh-huh. version of Gamora, which. I was like, oh, thank God, that's so much better. <laughs> I just remember being like, I just remember being like, please don't do late. Because it's just, to me, it's so lame for the guy to be like, you know, I'm going to do all this. And what's the reason you're doing all this, Thanos? And I'm like, oh, I really hope that Lady Death can be my girlfriend after all of this is over. <laughs> that's yeah. what I really hope. I'm going to conquer the world and then I'm going to finally ask her if, if, if I can be her girlfriend or if I can be her boyfriend. And it's like, oh, my God, he's like the world's lamest virgin. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> uh, so I really hope they. they don't introduce that. That was a great ending, by the way. It was him saying, like, I'm gonna watch the sunset. <laughs> and then he did at the end of the flick, and it just cut to... Uh, people in my theater were stunned. I don't know how it was for you guys, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but people in my theater were absolutely stunned, and I thought that was so good when, when it just cut to... When he looked up at the sun, smi- sunset, or sunrise, and then smiled, and <laughs> it cut to, like, you know, the Russo brothers. Everybody was like, what the bleep, right? <laughs> That's how it mm-hmm. ends in my theater. 
Oh. Yeah, I do like that after the initial credits, too. It's like Avengers Infinity War, and then that logo turns to dust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's, I love how it said, too, um, you know, Thanos will return, not the Avengers will return. That was a really, really nice touch. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. I movie. didn't catch that. Oh, good pickup. Oh, I always watch that because it's the James Bond thing. So I always watch yeah. that. I love that their movies do oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They always do that where it's like Captain America will return and whatever. I just missed the Thanos part. I was probably talking to somebody. <laughs> Captain oh, America I... will return in the second Avenger. Yeah. As... <laughs> I did the thing Previous where. Season. I did the thing where. I was in the theaters because I was in like the 3 30 show on Sunday. It, it, was, it was really like. It, it was. It wasn't a lot of like hardcore fans. I would say there was a lot of. Wait, wait. So you missed church? Absolutely, I did. Oh man. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, technically, I was in my. Marvel's own Jesus is so pissed right I now. I know. I was in my own church, technically, if you think about it. Church of Adam, Adam Warlock. <laughs> yeah, and so I was there watching it, and the, when the Captain Marvel thing happened, I was. Uh, I don't know if, if, if it was entirely true, but I did. I to, I completely marked out, and I apologize to everyone in my theater if anyone happened to be listening to this. But, like, I like there was this thing where there was kind of this, like, it did the thing where it was, like, sending, and then it did, like, the Captain Marvel logo, and there was this kind of, like, collective, huh? And then hmm. I, like a mark, like an absolute mark, just blurred <laughs> out, oh, Captain Marvel! <laughs> and then ever there was this collective, like, Oh, <laughs> we're in the theater. There's like like, a, like an absolute mark, though. I just go, oh, because again, earlier I was thinking like, oh my god, is it going to be the Fantastic Four logo? Is it going to be the Red X with, you know, is it going to be the Red X for the X-Men logo? And then it was just like, oh, Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, that one's coming out, right? And it like, is it going to be anything other than yeah. the third iteration of Carol Danvers? Yeah. And the least cool. Well, not the least cool, because what they did to her as Miss Marvel is just fucking disgusting. Yeah. And you can thank Chris Claremont for making her yeah, cool, no, which is binary. True. But, you know. Yeah, binary. I want binary in this movie better. At least she'd kill all these motherfuckers. Like, she'd show up true. and kill them all. There would, there would be no argument. We wouldn't talk about it. I'm not Captain Marvel. I'll just kill you. I'm binary. Yeah. That's what I want to see. God, what was her other alter ego? It was binary and... Miss Marvel. Yeah, it was Miss Marvel, but, like, she had some other... Binary and God, what was the other one? Oh, this will bug me. Once she, yeah, because she, once she left the X Men comics, she was something else. Warbird, 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 yes. Warbird was her, was her other uh, one, one of the other alter egos. Binary, but I, I don't know. I think, she, you know, she'll be wearing the, she'll be wearing the black and red, which I really like that outfit. I, I think, I, I, truth be told, not a huge captain marvel fan I, yeah I, she's I, a boring captain marvel like you know yeah. i got nothing against it but she's boring people she, being like oh she's the best she's strong she's terribly written she's like the green yeah. lantern comics right now she's so superman adjacent too right that it's 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 tough for me to get past a little bit where yeah. it's like it's and like they she, always have to tell you what she is yeah they, they spend the whole comic like oh carol because you're this way blah 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 that's why i make the green lantern comparison because it's always like oh kyle since you're an artist Here's give me your opinion on X. Yeah, and it's like they do that with her because you're so super powerful. Here's your, you know, like I get it. Just tell me a story. Yeah, they do. They do do that a lot. I mean, it'll be tough because they're obviously not going to do like drunk Carol Danvers and whatnot. So they're not. That would be do... awesome though. That would be awesome. That is the best storyline that they have to tell. Uh, but. I don't know. It'd be all right because they're gonna do the pilot stuff with. I I have full. I have full. I mean, if they can turn you on the on the Guardians of the Galaxy, which 
again was a terrible con- like comic about space police that wasn't very interesting before they made the movie and basically went, hey, you know what would be smart? If we change everything about the Guardians of the Galaxy and make them much more likable. Uh, and like, and no one, and there's not going to be any like, like, and because nobody actually read the Guardians of the Galaxy, there won't be, uh, you know, the, the fanboys from, from high up on Mount Pius raining down about how dare you change our beloved comic book characters, the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So... Oh yeah, you know, like I, I, like they, I'm sure they'll make a tweak here and there to to do the. Uh, they'll make her cool. I'm just kidding around, cool. you know. Oh yeah, kid on. Um, God, uh, anything you want? Like anything anybody wants to bring up specifically about this film? Anybody with any? I love scratch. I loved how they went to Elizabeth Olsen. Okay, you can't do a Russian accent, so just drop it. <laughs> uh, did she actually? I, I, th- oh, I thought she was. Keeping oh, she it. dropped it for hundred percent. You can, I as soon as she started speaking, I was like, oh, someone told her she can't do a, a Russian accent, so just drop it. Girl, that <laughs> yes. accent is so bad. Oh, because it was right. terrible. It was, yeah, it was pretty bad. Well, technically, it was a accent for a fictional country. <laughs> so, was it really that bad of an accent? Uh, gonna, it was annoying. Just, so just to yes. play devil's advocate. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> well, actually. Devil, yeah. Not not trying to um actually you, but just playing devil's advocate. That's all. Um, I'm I'm kind of new to all this. I mean, I just started watching all the movies because Brandon got me into them, mm-hmm. and I admittedly hadn't really read any comics uh, growing up. Not in the same capacity, at least as him. I mean. Just, real fan but why can't uh thanos bring gamora back if he has all this power can he just bring her back like what, what a, happens if what he a great back? friggin question <laughs> uh because she is the soul stone that, yeah i guess that that would be the that would be the comic book answer that i would give is that she is technically the soul stone now so if he brought her well, back the soul stone would go away yeah. well, that's fun for that movie you know it, she's in the soul stone if mm-hmm. it's the which is what we're going yeah i mean it's you gotta go with it to have a movie right like i guess no, cause she, but she she's dead she's dead at the bottom he gets mm-hmm. it he gets it on a different plane of existence so she's still dead i assume what the thing would be would, would be that it would be like nebula in mm-hmm. you know where it, she would be like a husk you know of her she'd be floating in in a state of nothingness she would have Restore herself or someone more powerful or from another plane of existence. The yeah. thing I didn't get on, along a similar line is he talked about how he was going to wipe out half of the universe. To my knowledge, isn't Peter Quill the only celestial left or like half celestial left? Why celestial. would he be? Why would he be erased? And like, why would he? kind of bugged me that he's supposed to be half celestial and like he was still affected by it, it he's not celestial though he when he he's... when he destroyed ego's planet he reverted to being human uh, everyone I... in the movie they I... they verbalized that in so he's just human additionally they haven't talked about any other of the celestials beyond like just just a little bit of talk of you know the staff of the human tribe or you know of the yeah the human tribunal or any you know what I mean like they haven't talked about eternity they haven't talked about you know um or well pretty much any of them the gardener 
the grandmaster you've seen so you know but you know the collector you've seen but we don't know where the grandmaster is so there's a lot of there's a lot of celestials potentially still out there true and i, I think also that didn't make sense to me is drax because Thanos already went to his planet and killed half of them, so is their planet going to be another half? But no one has sex on their planet since he left? Well, I... (laughs) I I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not there. I think... I don't think... I don't know. I don't don't think we're led to believe that he was exterminating exactly half of every species or whatever alien race happens to exist. I think we're just meant to be like... Half of the universe is dead. I know. I know. I'm. Nit- I know. I'm nitpicking. Yeah, I know. I'm nitpicking at it. That's what I took it as, anyway. And, but then, see, this is the way my brain works. If it's just half of all sentient life, a planet could just be gone. Then, like they could be mm-hmm. statistically unlucky, and all of a sudden, yeah, they're absolutely. all gone. Yeah, absolutely. Which, I don't know, is pretty weird. Do you guys think we're gonna get a different Hulk? I hope not. It doesn't make any sense in the cinematic universe. Like you can't bring in like Amadeus Cho or someone also, like that. Like, what? Here's the, the the dirty little secret about Amadeus Cho is that he sucks like really badly. <laughs> like don't do Amadeus Cho for the love. Although of God. it's the, I guess technically in in the MCU he's played by Martin Starr. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not at all weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's 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 a stupid idea. I wanted to ask on that thought uh, on the on on the different Hulk thing. Mm-hmm. Uh totally piggybacking that idea is uh, why why do you guys think that the Hulk isn't coming out because everyone keeps saying the same thing and I think it's way more childish. The re- or like how they're going to get him out specifically. But... I think he's not coming out cuz he got his ass beat yeah, in his skirt. I just, I just thought he was a coward. Yeah, that was how I took it was the Hulk is He's he's never coward. he's never been beat down like that and he's yeah. just like, "Yeah, I'm not coming out. You kidding me?" Yeah. I, that was <laughs> well, he the, got, yeah, I he took got, it the exact same way. Yeah. He got bit um per, right through in mm-hmm. by by the uh the the hellhound I can't think of his name in uh, in Ragnarok. Fenris. And admittedly it's not the same kind of thing. But do you guys remember, again, in Infinity War, but also in other comics, he always just wants an apology. Mm-hmm. He gets to Earth and he goes back into into Banner mm-hmm. and he won't come out. Like what? I, I think it would be a really funny moment if someone was just like, why aren't you coming out? And they call him out and he's like, you guys didn't want me, you know, because yeah. they sent him off. Because that that was that was how they got him into the Infinity Gauntlet. They're like, no, no, you're cool. We want you now. No, no. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll come. You know, that it would just be a really funny moment if they just they had to apologize to the Hulk. Just all these like superheroes are like, I'm sorry, Hulk. And then and then they and then he's like, all right, I'll come out and smash. I would love that. It's such a that that that's a fangasm, admittedly. But I think he's sad. I think he's fucking sad as well. That, like I don't think he's just afraid. he. That's that that, that makes yeah. that makes a lot of sense because he was sad in uh, Ragnarok. He's like, no one likes me. You don't like me. You just like Banner. You only mm. want me when you need me. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. He didn't. Uh, he didn't uh, change in the Bifrost. He changed because he smashed through the ground and, and Banner was still alive. He changed once he was on Earth. You know, 
So I, I, you know, I just think that would be really cute if he was like, "Oh man, I'm on Earth. Fuck this. I'm going into Banner." That that'd be a nice moment. Yeah, when they're all sitting there, it's like we could really use the Hulk, and he's like, "Oh," and Banner goes, "Okay," closes his eyes, and he's like, "You guys won't believe this." It's like what? He wants you to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and and it would be a really yeah, and that I can honestly picture that scene in my head because it just opens up for and even then, more equipping. <laughs> and it would be pretty funny if someone was like getting tossed around and then uh or something and like Tony, he wants you to apologize and Tony's getting like flung around the room or something. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. <laughs> hey, did just... anyone notice that that Ruffalo just was in the Hulkbuster? Armor like banners just in the Hulkbuster armor. Are we missing scenes or something? Did they did, like what happened there? There was no scene of him getting into said armor. No, they just had it in Wakanda for some reason. That was the thing I didn't quite understand. The, the fight between the Hulkbuster and Hulk was in South Africa. I mean, it's not the biggest of stretches. Oh, good point, Miller. <laughs> Very good point. But like, he didn't actually just like leave the whole they never armor even, there. I'm yeah, they never even discussed it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, they didn't. There was no setup, but it was like, who gives a shit? It's Mark Ruffalo in the uh, in yeah. the Hulkbuster. In Veronica. Yeah, saying crap like, "Oh, you guys are so screwed so, now." <laughs> wait for the three and a half hour director's cut, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. Good point. With all then. the all the deaths, like we talked about earlier, just that, everyone dying yeah. to Sarah McLaughlin or whatever you like. Yeah, that's, of course, that is a. That I is am. A the thing though is is where the hell did that come from? And they they're like, oh, Mark Ruffalo, we kept the Hulkbuster armor just in case you can't turn into the Hulk for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah that is a little. But again, we're we're picking nits here in the uh, hour and ten minute mark of this podcast. Um, <laughs> Kevin Miller, uh, overall grade for like hot take grade for for the Infinity War. Hot take grade is I'm still pretty excited, so I'm going to say nine for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably put it at my second or third favorite MCU movie overall. Behind what? Just out of curiosity. Uh, Winter Soldier is still the winner for me. Um, and then depending on the day, uh, Black Panther, First Guardians, or this. All right. All right. Uh, Brandon Fleet, overall grade for... <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, pure enjoyment, uh, 9.5. As a movie, probably, you know, in all, all seriousness, probably like 7.5. Like, uh, it is not a perfect movie movie. There are lots of problems with it as a movie, but I don't care. I've been following this series for 10 years. We all have been. And, I don't know if anyone Bruce... this comparison, but was anyone else getting like a Harry Potter 7 vibe from this? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it doesn't or, like, matter. It's weird because it kind of has to be because it's like the first half of a of a of something that's going to have a bigger climax, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, but it's... we didn't waste a lot of time walking around in a desert sitting in tents explaining stuff, so. Yeah, yeah but the, the, ending, I... the ending is the same, which is True. five billion Dobbies die, and uh, Thanos gets the most powerful wand in the world. <laughs> true. Very true. Very true. Yeah, good point, Miller. Very good. This is why we bring you on for these Harry Potter uh, references that I don't And that's the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paula, what was is Paula still around there? I'm here. All right. What is your overall grade for Avengers Affinity? Um, one second. Ten <laughs> Sorry, ten. take your time. And, you can, can give, and you, the baby can also give their opinion. Yeah, she, she was she enthusiastic. It. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I say eight out of ten, but that might just be my viewing experience. I really enjoyed it, uh, but there were a lot that 
I so I'm also still but what is but you love the ending though I wanted I thought you were gonna chime in when 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 you were talking yeah. were talking about the ending I love the ending the ending was great um it was just you know shadowed by the incident but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that wouldn't have been my favorite part, though. I mean, my favorite part overall was when uh, the Avengers and Guardians met time, and they start fighting. Oh, yes, great sequence. That was awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. If I watch it again, maybe it'll go up a bit, but a lot of it was just car lights on a screen, so. It's uh, too bad. I haven't been to back to the... I got, I got, I got kind of a scared off the uh, drive-in because the last movie I went to go see was Green Lantern. Ooh. Which, by the way, speaking of Ryan Reynolds, you know how I knew Infinity War was going to be a good thing? Because of uh, various uh, whatnots. I already had my ticket bought in advance, but I was running late, and when I showed up, I had already missed the Deadpool trailer. I was very excited about that. Didn't have to sit through the Deadpool trailer. Yes and yes. So I, I instantly went in with the highest ex- expectations for the Infinity War, having not had my movie experience soured by by the the black and white or the the black and red devil that is Deadpool. God, I hate him <laughs> so bad. <laughs> um, have you guys noticed today? specifically today when you're driving around all the billboards or riding the bus or whatever walking you know rolling however you transport yourself um have you noticed that all the billboards that used to be infinity war are all now solo today they're all hand solo billboards Ooh, very today. interesting i've noticed them everywhere i'm not sure why disney gave themselves such a small window between avengers and solo yeah, like they know they're gonna make their money now. They yeah. know word of mouth is gonna spread this and carry it, you know, where well, it needs to go. So there's like I push solo just... <laughs> all that money. I just thought of the answer actually, so maybe never mind. But between this solo and Incredibles two, uh, Disney's gonna own the summer blockbuster. <laughs> I was looking at I was looking at the top ten highest grossing films of all time, or like the top ten opening weekends of all time. I think, and I believe nine out of the ten are in Disney the past five years. <laughs> no, just of all time, all time. The top ten like opening weekends now are all nine of them are Disney flicks, and I think one is Jurassic World, which was a Universal flick, if memory serves me right. So Disney's basically competing with themselves. For, yeah, the mouse got the us money. all young. Yeah, the mouse—they took our souls while we were still in the crib, you know, still in mm-hmm. the cradle. Yeah, it was, it was because it was all like it was. It was like of the nine they had, seven of them were like Avengers movie, uh, like MCU movies, and then one I think was that live-action Beauty and the Beast with uh, Emma Watson. That wasn't very good. Uh, that was kind of the outlier to me. And Jurassic World also was basically the most expensive sci-fi original movie of all time so but with still a little bit of fun so yeah but uh kyle brown i think you are the only one left who has not given their <laughs> overall grade for this particular flick i will give it five infinity stones out of six all right all right i really enjoyed the action i really enjoyed a lot of the one-liners and the comedy anything that kind of got the there was a few missteps, and Vision kind of sucked a big one. Mm. Yep. But other than that quality movie, I would probably see it again. 
Yeah, I, I, th- I think I want to go see it one more time before we, we really get into it, because this was kind of like a hot takey. We were just talking about the favorite stuff and getting off track about what might they do going forward and stuff. Yeah, like I, I wonder what I would send a podcast like three days from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough to say, but I, I, I really wanted to get this this hot take pot in because it was just it was a lot to take in. Like they were flying all over the place there, and people were meeting people. And I agree with Paula earlier saying that like the bit when uh, there were th- you know Mantis, Drax, and Star Lord were fighting Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and. Uh, and Iron Man, which is you know a sentence I never thought I would have said 15 mm-hmm. years ago, right? Like, that's, God, yeah. If you could just go back and tell 15 year old Matt Pierce, that's a sentence you'll say on a podcast one day in a live. Action and that film, your coworkers though. won't laugh at you. Yeah, that'll make. Like, also, what's a podcast? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll make 900 million dollars in a movie. God, what a what an age we live in, and uh, a lot of people penning the. Uh, there's a lot of snoots out there penning the is there superhero fatigue uh, with some of the they were, movies. They've said that six years ago. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so great to watch them really uh, really try to desperately flail and clutch onto that one and be like... Well, have, you guys, have you guys read ba- the bad reviews for the movie? No. Oh, they're fantastic. I, I finished watching it ten minutes before I started this podcast. There's a couple <laughs> reviews. There's a couple reviews out there. I think okay. the New York Post is the one that went viral. The New York Post He's... is also the people who defended that Ghostbusters. Yeah. That, that shitty he... Ghostbusters remake. Like, like the they New York were... Post likes to think that they're super woke. Is what I'll say. Because they. Yeah. They they were... Both Paul and I kind of shrugged when you when you knocked on the the new Ghostbusters. It had its moments. It, okay, it was okay. Cute. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I'm just gonna hold. Pay, <laughs> put a pin in that thought, KB. I'm just gonna go off on a little tangent here. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Those four women individually are hilarious and funny women. Yes. And can women be funny? Absolutely, they can. But oh, that, we're really. That be careful sh- here, my friend, because I know a you don't mean. Ghostbusters remake. I'm sorry. That was terrible. <laughs> like, like, that has nothing to do with whether or not like reboot Ghostbusters with women. Do that, okay? But make it a good movie. Like that was a terrible movie. Sorry. That was a shitty Ghostbusters remake. And the New York Post guys who penned that like really terrible. Sorry, I just get my back up about this all the time. Is that the the, the New York Post guy who penned that? You know, women are funny. Deal with it like fucking article about the Ghostbusters movie oh man that bugged the shit out of me cause that's a mm. bad movie don't defend that movie <laughs> it's the villain that's bad that's the problem with yeah. the film like if it's just a, you know if they take a simple page out of the first actual Ghostbusters mm. film mm-hmm. they would have been fine but they didn't they tried to they tried to really take it to you know uh uh, I don't know, an even more campy and appealing level, and they failed. I don't disagree with you there. I just don't think it's the piece of shit that people, yeah. you know, yeah. trumpet it as. Maybe I'm being like, I'd like, maybe I'm being too harsh on it. Is the thing like I'm, I'm really my my <laughs> issue is more with the backlash, I think, than with the actual flick. Well, like, yeah, like that, shit that happened to Leslie Jones is just fucking ridiculous, yeah, that's man. Goddamn nonsense. Like. That's... That's you know, and you know what? It's because place. of articles like like that one, like the New York Post. Like it's yeah. because of that, you know, bringing out all these people who then want to start shit, mm. you know. But anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah, we've totally digressed. Back to, the New York. <laughs> oh. Back to what you were saying there. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people 
were arguing, oh, there's not enough character development, and you have to watch the previous movies. Like, okay, would you have gone see no. gone to see the third Lord of the Rings movie without seeing the first two? Yeah, and then wrote about how People now they did. didn't have characters. And then wrote about how, yeah. like, oh, the, all these characters showed up, and I didn't freaking know who they were. And I saw someone online make a really good point. The best part about the DC animated universe is that they just drop people in and expect you to know who they are mm-hmm. like as do their all, this, all of a sudden all of a sudden the joker shows up everyone knows who the joker is and if you don't know we have cell phones look it up like, yeah. <laughs> or they say it you know this is the yeah. thing there's no when people and it's the perfect example with comic books exactly like you said because it's or or their animated films or anything because you you don't you cannot ever assume that as as a comic book writer your your readers have read every other book you know we talked about it before but like x-men literally re-released the same books from like issue 25 to issue 50 or whatever you know for a while they just essentially put their own books into syndication you know like nobody fucking noticed but there's always new readers coming on there's always people starting at, at a new point and that's the fun of the medium to then go back. Like even this movie isn't that I had the first five, 10 minutes of the movie spoiled for me on social media. I told Matt about this earlier this week. It didn't affect my enjoyment at all. Mm. You know, to be honest, someone probably could have told me the whole plot of this movie and I would have enjoyed it even more because of the layers that that you can take halfway halfway through the movie. If you're, if you're a fan of the genre and a fan of, cinema and storytelling in general you knew it was going to happen you had a pretty good idea it's not like this was the it's not like this was inception or or shutter island or something crazy with a huge twist we all knew that they were going to lose for the most part because it was a two we know it's a two-part movie but the journey there was what was good and when you have people nitpicking the plot and the way they introduced and used the characters, like, I don't know why, like, it feels like they're trying to be trendy, because this is a very popular movie, it made a lot of money, and I've seen a lot of people with these opinions, I feel like they just want attention and want to be trendy, and like, if you legitimately don't like the movie, that's cool, like, not everyone's gonna like this movie, not everyone's gonna enjoy this genre, but to nitpick things that are silly, like, Oh, I didn't get any character development. Why? We had 19 other movies to develop all of these characters. Like, we know what they're all about. I just wanted to see them all come together and beat the crap out of stuff. Also, I, I think people fundamentally misunderstand what this movie is, and we set it off the top is that this is Thanos' movie. He's the only character that you need to understand. Technically, you can watch this entire movie from his perspective and just be like, yay, he killed half the universe at the end. And then it's a perfect movie where your hero was perfectly developed and all these underdeveloped bad guys, like every other Marvel movie, you know, were were defeated. You know, they they made a Marvel movie in reverse, which is actually pretty cool. You know? Yeah, that's something to think about. I, I really actually like that. Yeah, that's that's smart. Like Jeez, people don't like that. 
and even like the end credits, like we said, you know, it says Thanos will return. Like this mm-hmm. is Thanos's movie, so you came to see Thanos, but they didn't call it that, so no one gets it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, to, but it, to to write it to pen an article where you're saying you you didn't get a lot of character development in it is a fundamental misunderstanding of what we're trying to do here with these flicks to me and and that just that to me just says like if you're penning that argument that to me just says you're out on comic book movies and you don't like them so you're just gonna say you know this is shit because you know reasons x y and z and most of which oh by the way no character development in this movie it's like ah come on dude (laughs) you had to see the other 15 movies or whatever to get to get that thing but you know, like, I didn't know who Ebony Ma was. Uh, you know, it, it, I I couldn't even point him out until someone said the mm-hmm. like when the when Ma. Thanos said the Ma at the end. I was like, oh, okay, that one was Ebony Ma. Yeah. Because you know, to be honest, they all kind of looked the same, but it didn't matter. I thought that guy was was really good. I'm like that guy over there that got you know that, yeah. that disposable kidnapped... Marvel villain number twelve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like who cares? Like the Jatari were awesome. No, they weren't. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. We'll get the Cree next. We'll see what they're like. Exactly. Uh, anybody have else? Anything else they want to bring up? Any favorite scenes? Any anything they they got itching in the back of their head they want to mention about this flick before we get out of here? Uh, loved Wong. <laughs> Wong. Well, he was give, great. Well, they just give him all the pop culture lines, right? Where he's like, "Let me get a tuna melt or whatever like that." <laughs> <laughs> what about Groot chopping off his arm? Yeah, great that was moment. awesome. Fan favorite Groot. Yeah, just running around like we need. So he's got this. He's got the uh, Beta Ray Bill axe with with a Groot like friggin' handle to it. That's just great Which, stuff. I know. I can't wait to nitpick- see the toys for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nitpicking again. Groot disappeared. How come his arm didn't disappear? Did it? And uh, and can you make? Close attention. And well, because it. His arm is the shaft of the axe, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but wait, hang on. If you chop off a piece of Groot, can you replant yeah. them and make another Groot? That's what I was going to say. Can you so replant then... the axe and make another Groot? Like, what's... I... Well, then that's why he didn't. it didn't disappear, because it's not him anymore. It's an... yeah. it's like replanting well, a plant. Well, yeah, but that Groot, not the first one. Well, <laughs> no, it's true. We're nitpicking. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting real. We're getting we're philosophical. Picking, with we're picking food. some serious nits right now. Getting like, oh, in the weeds here. Yeah, yeah, we are very. The answer much in to the weeds. that is, I am Groot. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. And one more thing. One more thing. Why? Where was Ant Man? Like, come on. Well, they said I was expecting to see Hawkeye in the post credits. <laughs> yeah, they said he wasn't there. They had like a throwaway line where they said that. Uh... Well, he's in. He's in jail. If there, we had a preview for Ant Man and Wasp in yeah. in yeah. our thing, and he's in jail in that. And that's at, he. They're talking about that after Civil War. So mm-hmm. yeah, they he said might they still took be a in deal. jail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, yeah. They said that Clinton Scott cut deals or something. Like uh, who said that? Friggin' Don Cheadle said that, didn't he? He had that in like a throwaway line in the in the scene where. Uh, Cheetah yeah, had, the, I mean, had the bow, the bow line. That was great. Yeah, and if he's, <laughs> yeah, that was if, good. <laughs> if War Machines like if War Machines willing to throw away his military career to save the universe, I think Ant Man would throw away his freedom or whatever to save the universe. But I don't know. Just nitpicks. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, I think Ant-Man's going to play an important role because one thing that I, I find the more and more people I talk to about Ant-Man, the more people that tell me every time they watch it, it's one of the MC films that consistently gets better or mm-hmm. at very least equally enjoyable. There's no yeah. ebbs and flows to that film in terms of the likability or disliking it. It's always kind of either even keel or for some reason it gets better. It's more enjoyable, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so... And also, it's Paul Rudd, you know. So yeah, it's because um, that's because it's a heist film. It's it's it's, it's absolutely yeah. one of those, It's the same reason Fast Five gets better every time you watch it. Well, I just yeah, threw up a bit that's... in my mouth right there. <laughs> that, you know, those movies are like it's like watching Sharknado. That's not the same thing. Like you're, t- we're, you know, or like th- oh, that's what did, that's oh, what the I fast disagree. movies are for a lot of us. You know, yes. like it's like it's like watching The Room, but. Yeah, oh, but the, yeah, Ant Man just because Ant Man just because I think it's a heist film and it's just it happens to be that the main part of the heist is a guy has to put on a super suit where he shrinks, but they're yeah. still just stealing stuff, right? And it's like, well, here's us setting up the plan that we're gonna do, and here's us we got to put a team together, right? And it's like, oh man, we need this thing before we complete. <laughs> There's always the we need this thing before we can do the job, right? <clears throat> and then they go to get it, and we run into uh, Anthony Mackie for like ten minutes, right? And it's like. Yeah, it's it's just it's yeah. great. It's it's a great oh. standalone Marvel film. Paul Rudd right. and Michael, oh sorry, Michael, uh, sorry, is it Michael? Michael Pena? Yeah, oh yeah, Michael Pena. They're both so Pena's sorry. Great. <laughs> yeah, and Pena gets all the best. I, I'm honestly most excited for the return of Michael Pena in in Ant Man and the Wasp. Than, uh, <laughs> and that uh, Corey Stoll is just completely forgettable. So let's not worry about. It. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, him doing his like weird Luther impression, and then he yeah, like, come on, Corey Stoll. No one knows who you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. All right. All right. I think it's time we get out of here. Uh, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're gonna spin another promo for the live stream for the cure. Coming up on May 18th, Kevin Miller and I are going to be on that one from the 9.30 to 10 o'clock slot talking. Actually, I'm not going to give it away right now, but we're going to be talking something with the, something. Uh, with the, the suspense is killing me. Yeah, with the, with the epic uh, movie, guys. We're going we're gonna to be talking a little bit of something with Justin and Nick from that. So, with that said, KB, Kevin Miller. Oh, Brandon, plug all your stuff before you get out of here. Sorry? Plug all your stuff. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, movies from my life is coming back soon. Uh, we'll actually be like doing some promos and so forth coming out soon, as well. Uh, I'm doing like a side series on Star Wars. It's going to be really weird and not at all what Star Wars fans would expect. So I hope that people enjoy that. Uh, that's probably September, October kind of thing. So lots of stuff going on at Mermel. Lots of new shows and stuff on the horizon. So we're we haven't disappeared. We're just retooling heavily also nick and i are doing a comic book show starts next month called exploding earths so find us um yeah and we'll have you on for that we we, we've already slated you for some stuff matt so just you know free up your summer schedule yeah excellent very excited uh does your wife have anything to plug oh we're still working on uh smoothies which we're not really sure when we're going to start and a couple other small things that um well, stuff in the works. Nothing to really announce yet. Awesome. All right. Well, it's fun having you. Um, are you, Brandon? Are you guys going to be doing a solo review for movies ruin my life? Of of this movie? No, no, no. Like a like the solo movie, like Han Solo. <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh, that that was a serious question. Yes, absolutely. No, no. Okay, so Matt, I, I, I'll do it on the air. Mermel's totally changing. Okay. Mermel's going to completely change because I get really obsessive about stuff, and I'm really getting sick of like, hey, what's the new It movie? Or, mm-hmm. you know, talking about, say, for example, Avengers this week, and I'm still really excited about it, and then having to talk about Han Solo next week, and I don't care. So I'm not doing that anymore. We're going to mm. go deep, go passionate, and uh, and go obsessive like we are. We're all okay. obsessive. Well, next time you're doing something Star Wars related, let me know because I have oh. some stuff I got to get off my chest on the Star Wars. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll take Solo's gonna suck. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, my biggest fear with Han Solo, if is just to go completely off the rails at the end here, is I don't know how this milk toast white dude that they've got playing Han Solo is going to hang with Woody Harrelson and Donald Glover. That's that's that's. It's it's bad care. when. The main character of your movie is less interesting than the other yeah. seven characters. And the Wookiee. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and the Wookiee. Very good point, Miller. And on that note, uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, I'm going to throw it to the epic film, guys. And uh, everybody, thanks for coming on, all of you guys. And we'll be back next week. We're definitely going to talk a bit more about this film. We'll get probably get into more in-depth and details because this was super hot-takey. But we had to get yes. all that <laughs> stuff out. And uh, I'll be back next week. I think Lee Pock and Rob are going to come on and give their thoughts on, on Infinity War as well as maybe Dave from the other, pot, other side as well. And also we'll have Craig back on because we got to catch up on the playoffs. He is still in mourning from the Leafs being eliminated, which <laughs> that was a tough one. That was a tough loss. I hooked that game to my veins, though. That was a great game seven. Uh, anyway, take care, all you guys. Thanks for doing this, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. See you later, everybody. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. We are the Epic Film Guys, and we'd like just a moment of your time to talk about an extremely important event coming up this May. Last year, we hosted the live stream for The Cure, a 12-hour live stream fundraiser where we raised $2,500 for the Cancer Research Institute. 86 cents out of every dollar raised goes to research toward finding a cure. And this year, we're aiming to smash that goal, and we need your help to do it. Join us from May 18th through the 20th for 30 hours of amazing live stream content from us and a whole host of amazing podcasters who will be joining us to try to reach $5,000. For more information, please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference.